Welcome to this month's Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm Shan Vanderleek, founder of True Balance International and the Transformation Goddess Experience. The intention of the Divine Feminine Spotlight is to share transformational stories of women who've learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. Today it's my pleasure to introduce you to my good friend, Linda Joy. Linda Joy is on a mission, a mission fueled by the lessons learned and the wisdom and insights gained on her transformational 22-year journey from single welfare mom and queen of self-sabotage to heart-centered visionary and inspirational catalyst. As a publisher of Aspire Magazine, the premier inspirational magazine for women, host of Inspired Living Secrets, and the best-selling publisher behind Inspired Living Publishing, Linda's passion permeates all of her inspirational multimedia brands, each brand dedicated to supporting and empowering women with a universal message of hope, love, and self-empowerment. Welcome, Linda. Hello, beautiful. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm excited to be here. I love the work you're doing. Oh, thank you. And I and I love the work you're doing. And it's a, a pleasure to be able to interview you this time and, and to bring, bring you to the uh, Transformation Goddess community and, and share your story. Well, I'm honored again to be here. And I think there's so much wisdom in what you're doing that together we can inspire so many women to go deeper into their own journey. That is my hope. That is my hope. And I've got a, a great lineup of questions for you today. And uh, so we'll, we'll have some fun. We'll jump right in, and, uh, and, and away we go. You are an extraordinary catalyst for positive change and personal development. I have watched you give so much to women in your tribe and have been a part of, of that and receiving your gifts and I wonder, how does this generosity, your generosity, translate to how you care for yourself? You know, that's been a journey, Shan, as you know. Um, I do feel like I have a very loving, compassionate heart, and it's only been in the last few years that I've turned that heart back onto myself. So, and learning to be loving and compassionate and gentle with myself. So, it, it has been a journey in the way that I have to learn to take time every day, like all of us women do, to get quiet, be still, and make time, you know, because we all get so busy in our lives and come up with excuses. But for me, it's been learning to make time for myself, for my needs, for my nourishment, my soul nourishment, I like to say. It's been a journey for me, and, and I think that can relate to so many women, but it comes down to making time. Mm, it really does. And, and knowing that you, that it is up to you and that you do control your calendar, your life, and the choices that you make. And one of the things, too, Shannon, and, and I'm sure you found this in your work with women, we are such givers. And we're constantly giving. And in my case, um, that is who I am. That's my heart. And I never want to change that. But I've realized in the last few years, especially in our work together and um, the amazing woman in my circle, that it's also okay to receive, that I need to allow myself 
to receive that same nourishment and love and support and compassion that I give out to others. Mm. So it's been that such a learning process for me that it's it's okay. It's okay to give that back to yourself. Um, and I and I struggle with that every day to find that time for me. What I love though is that you continue to do it, and and on the days that you forget or on the days that you don't make it a priority, you circle back around and make it a priority the next day and, and begin again. Exactly. I, I've learned not to be hard on myself as I was 10, 15 years ago. And that is exactly what you just described is exactly how it, it's been going for me. And I'm gentle with myself. If I realize that I didn't do a ritual or take time for a bubble bath, I don't beat myself up like I used to. I say, okay tomorrow's another day or tonight is another evening where you can curl up with a book. So it was in that non-judgment of myself when I did slip that allowed me to keep the cycle going. Mm. I had to release that. I had to release the, you know, the whip saying, there you go again, falling into the old way of not taking care of yourself. That doesn't get us anywhere. It was learning to be compassionate. And I think that's so hard for so many women is to turn that compassion on ourselves so you're right i struggle with it daily sometimes hourly but i always come back to it Mm. and i know that's a big step it is a big big, step step. and that leads me to to my next question is to i'd love for you to tell us about a personal change you've made in the last year or so that has has transformed your life well i've gone through so many life experiences as you said in the intro i mean i've been a welfare mom, queen of self-sabotage. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, had a lot of success, had a lot of failure. And what I discovered was that I am so much stronger than I ever believed I could be. And in the last year, um, I noticed that some old fears were coming up. And I, and I have feel like I've accomplished a lot, and I don't mean in the outside world. I mean accomplished a lot in my heart of healing, of Uh, forgiveness. But in the last year, I kept feeling this old fear come up of who are you to blank, blank, blank. You know that question we all ask. And finally, I sat myself down and said, okay, girl, listen, you have overcome so many things, major things and big things, and you, you got through it. Who are you to think you can't do something? And about nine months ago, I came up and said, I am all in. And that's become my new motto. And what that means is I'm all in, in life, in business, and my family. In other words, I don't want to hold back anything of who I am from the world, from my business, from my family, because of some perceived fears. Yeah, every time something comes up again, you know, like... If I'm about to launch a new project, if I'm about to reach out to someone for collaboration and any kind of fear-based thinking comes up, I just, you know, get a little sassy hand on my hip and <laughs> say, you know, Linda, you are all in. And by doing that, I've realized that it kind of kicks that little mean girl in the butt that we all have, while at the same time embracing her and saying, I know you're there, I hear you. I love you, but I'm moving forward anyway. Right. 
So that's been the biggest gift for me is um, making a mantra and deciding to go all into everything that I do. Mm. So that was, despite the fears, because no matter how much work we do, Shan, there are still fears. Oh, sure. They sure, and it's just a, do we face them and, and continue, or do we allow them to uh, let us remain small? And it, and it sounds to me like you are not going to let anything keep you back from, from your mission. And I, I love knowing that you're all in and watching you transform from the tentative steps that you were taking to bigger strides to now you're you know now you're in, in this marathon this long term all in let's go it's it's beautiful to watch well it's, it's a beautiful feeling for me too because as i look back at just even the last 7 years since i birthed aspire if we can create from this place of with fears that's the only way i can think of it what can we create when we get out of our way? Mm-hmm. Do you know? So I look, the last seven years, I've, I've gone through a lot of inner turmoil, professional turmoil, spiritual turmoil, and look, I was still able to create something beautiful um, that is touching the world now. So now let's spin that to today. Now that I'm getting out of my own way, m- stepping through the fear, imagine what myself or all women listening can create from that place of going all in mm-hmm. um that 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 blows me away the potential to see what women can create in their lives and in the world um when they move through those fears oh yeah yeah well congratulations it, it's going to be an exciting ride from from here forward i just i just know that it is well i'm glad you're part of it Shan. Mm, me too so what I'd like to know is, what are your favorite sacred feminine rituals? Because I know you have some. Well, it's funny because when I, when I first thought about it, I'm like, I don't think I have any rituals because I associated that word with certain things. But a ritual I've come to understand is something that's special to us and feeds our soul. So then I said to myself, oh, I have many of those. <laughs> I, I, and I have these beautiful... Um, mini altars all around my home and my home is feng shui so that in itself was a beautiful ritual when we built the house that i put the energy and intention behind have you know doing the whole feng shui for every floor and then as i look around my house like right now i'm looking at this beautiful special clay pot that i have that's filled with heart-shaped stones from all my travels and days at the beach with my grandchildren or trips with my honey, and each one I can tell you where I found. And it's in my love relationship corner with some of my family pictures, and that's a special altar to me, even though someone else that may walk by it doesn't see it as an altar. But Mm -hmm. I have one in my bedroom. And I set them up because as I walk by in every room of the house, it reminds me to just to be, to be in that moment. So Mm -hmm. those are one of my special altars. ways that I try to stay grounded and connected to what's important to me. And then one of my other special things is I use the Doreen Virtue Goddess cards. I have seven decks, but that's one I always seem to go to. And I have many, as I said, many of her decks, but I just say which one. And this one for the last two years is the one that 80% I go to. And I start my day by usually drawing one card, uh, but a lot of times three. 
and I say a little intention, and I, that's how I start my day before I even turn on the computer. Sometimes if I have a question or I want some clarity, I will turn to that or one of my inspirational quote books, and I flip through the pages, and I say, what do I most need to know right now? Mm. And sometimes I just let my finger flip, and it's either a paragraph or a quote or a word that I swear it speaks right to me. Mm-hmm. So those are some little rituals I've used for many years that help me stay centered in myself. Mm. Oh, thank you for sharing. I'd like to know how else you embody being a divine feminine goddess, because you are a divine feminine goddess. I'll tell you, that's a tough question. You know, but I have to say, for me, it's been, it's the mothering instinct. Um, For those who don't know, I have one daughter um, who is now 29 years old, who blessed me with a granddaughter 14 months ago. And I have a grandson that's um, 12 from my stepson. It is in those relationships that I found that I am at my best. Mm. You know, since since McKenna's been born, um, there's something I do that from the moment I held her in the hospital, I speak affirmations of truth to her, just whispering in her ears. And now when I whisper in her ear, she just gets so still. It's like she's connecting to this truth, but it's, Affirmations in both things. McKenna, you are kind, loving, and compassionate. And then I say it in the flip side. I am loving, kind, and compassionate. It's little things like that. And spending time with Nikki and being there for her and those relationships, that nurturing um, of their feminine side. Right. Because I didn't have that when I was a child. So that nurturing of that feminine side, even in my grandson, because we're talking about the feminine, is, is my gift. Mm. And I think it was so important to me because I didn't have that. So I'll remember this awakening moment when Nikki was like 12 years old. And I wasn't as connected as I feel I am now. But I walked in to her bedroom, and she's getting this bunch of stuff together. And I'm like, what are you doing, babe? She goes, I... I'm taking a hot bath with my radio and then giving my, painting my toenails. <laughs> now, I have to tell you something. I remember that moment. I can remember the room and everything. And I said to myself, oh, thank you, God, because she had what I hadn't had as a young child. She knew the importance of t- her, mm-hmm. of, of that sacredness. And that's something she still does. Now, as silly as that sounds, maybe because I had been so disconnected at that time, that was a powerful moment to me that it is so important that my daughter grow up embracing that side of herself, embracing that self-care is okay, it is important. And I want that for my daughter and my, I mean, my granddaughter and my grandson too. So that's where I, I really come into that essence of let me be there for them to shine the light on what the possibilities are if they would just turn inward. So that's really been a big role for me that I wasn't sure I could embrace, especially back then with my old history, um, but has become such an important part of my life. Mm, Thank you for sharing. What a a beautiful story. And, And to be 
to step in that space of role model and mother and grandmother and boy, McKenna, can you imagine at 14 months and, and her grandma's been whispering these sweet blessings since she was born. Mm. Um, what a gift. Oh, it's, um, it's something even with Tyler. I didn't know as much about affirmations 12, 13 years ago, but like if he would hurt himself, or bang himself, and I would put my hands over him, and he'd go, what are you doing, Amma? And I said, I'm sending you loving energy. And he would say, I still giggle, he goes, he'd get real quiet, and he'd feel my hands over his arm or whatever the boo-boo was. He goes, I feel it, Amma. I feel it. Hmm. And about two years later, he's in the back seat of my vehicle. And this is what parents and grandparents, we have such an important role. We... He was in the back seat as well as two of my nieces, and they were all close in age, six, seven, and eight years old. She snapped the seatbelt the wrong way and got hurt. And I, next thing I hear is her saying, Tyler, what are you doing? And he says, I'm sending you loving energy. And he had his hands over her leg. <laughs> and I so remember sweet. thinking, yes, and I remember thinking, Look how powerful that is. I'm giving him the belief that he has that power inside mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. That's a gift. That's a gift we owe our children, our grandchildren. And so those are moments that really stand out for me about how important as mothers and as nurturers it is for us to give these gifts to the next generation. Sure, sure. So it's been a beautiful healing journey for me, too. Mm, love your stories. They're powerful stories for myself, too. They make me realize the value we have as women as a Mm. whole. Absolutely. So I know that you're an avid reader, and I'd I'd love to know what you're currently reading and... You know what the what the overall message is of of the manuscript that you've got your that you've got your nose into now. Well, it's funny because my family says I'm a book geek because for the last 15 years, minimum, I read two books a week. For some, that is my sacred time is at night, the half hour before bed. I read; it's the only time. And right now, I, I and I know this sounds funny because some people don't understand how you can read the same book. But for probably about 15 years, every February, which is the month of love, I started something for myself, and I reread <laughs> Your Sacred Self by Wayne Dyer, and it's actually called Your Sacred Self, Making the Decision to Be Free, and I'm rereading that now, and you know what, I, and Chin, maybe you get this, I've read this book so many times, but every year that I do is a deeper level of insight that I go, did I read that before? Yeah. Like, why didn't I get that before? So I believe that as our soul is emerging and as we do the work to remove all the layers of crap and shame and pain, that we awaken to these truths on a different level. Because this is the same book, um, all curled up with coffee stains, that I've read many times. But why did that one insight touch me so deeply mm-hmm. this year that didn't, you know, in previous times? So it's a book that's... Um, that is important to me as long as many others. And the funny part is every time, you know, when Dana and I was building the house, he's like, all these books are coming with you? I go, every single one. <laughs> and, uh, and even now, so 
I said, I don't ask for anything when you build the house except a lot of built-in bookcases, which he graciously did. And, you know, people will say, look how many books you have. And I said, in each one of them, has helped me birth who I am. And there's some I will never part with. Right. You know, they, they will come with me. I'll probably, you know, so books have an important part. Look at the wisdom that's out there mm-hmm. of other people that helps light the way for, for us on our journey. Yeah, no So, doubt. yeah, it's, it's your sacred self. I recommend it to everyone. It's been an important book on my journey. I'll make sure that I get a link to it um, on the uh, the blog post so that everybody can check it out and see what you're reading and what you've gone back to over the years so many times. Sounds like a mm. keeper to me, and I, lo- I love anything by Dr. Wayne Dyer, so I'm going to make sure that I, that I grab a copy as well and, and join you in that, um, that journey for my, for my first time. It'll be, it'll be a good conversation after I get through it, I'm sure. It will be. You will enjoy it. So you've had the opportunity to connect with so many talented, amazing women. And as you know, one of my role models is Louise Hay. And I've often compared you to Louise um, in, our, in our years knowing each other. And, and I know that you had an experience meeting her and, you know, and sharing time with her. But, but there was another experience that you had um, the, the first time that the two of you shared a room together. And I, I'd love for you to tell uh, our listeners about that. Now, there's actually two parts of the story of when I met Louise Hay, which is about, God, I think it's probably 16 months now. Um, And the first part was when I received the invitation to be part of a private ceremony for the release of her newest book with Cheryl Richardson, my immediate, going back to earlier in the conversation, was who do you think you are to think you can go to a private um, celebration with Louise Hay? And I had a struggle through actually even going to New York. So I broke through that fear, did it, um, and got there. And it was Louise and Cheryl Richardson, Greg Braden, Gabby Bernstein, everyone you could possibly think of. Probably, I think it was a little under 80 people um, at a beautiful place in New York. And I was having a ball. I brought a good friend, Donna Cravada, with me. And what I remember most, Shan, and I think it's because it reminded me so much of myself, was there was a young woman there. I want to say, if I had to guess her age, maybe between 28 and 32. And she was on the outskirts of the whole celebration. You know how you do that when you're nervous and secure. We stand on the outside of something Mm -hmm. and look in. And there was something in her um, in her energy, and she was smiling, she was radiant, but I could still see she was holding herself back, and she, she was alone. So I walked up to her, and Donna was with me, and I introduced myself, and I said, um, so who are you with? You know, are you with a friend? And she said, no. She goes, actually, I won this ticket. I can't believe I won this. And she says, I'm just a single mom. And she goes, I entered into a contest and won. And it took everything for me to get here from Massachusetts. She was also from Massachusetts. Hmm. So as we spoke, I could see that she was relaxing. And she goes, I just can't believe I'm here. All these people, they're my idols. And all of a sudden, Louise was walking by. And I said, Louise, do you have a moment? Can you come over? And this young lady just froze. And I said, I would like you to meet Maria. And 
I introduced them, and Louise being Louise was so warm and hospitable, and we were done, and Louise walked away. And all Maria could say was, I can't believe you did that. You called over Louise Hay. <laughs> and she said, yeah, and I said, honey, I said, Louise, Cheryl, anyone in this room is no different than you, no right. different from me. Right. The difference is they found their truth, they owned it, and they stepped out to share it with the world. But you are no different from anyone in this room. You just got to discover your truth. And it was a very emotional moment for me because 20 years prior, oh, I get so emotional, 20 years huh. prior, I was on the outskirts looking in, feeling as if I didn't belong in places. Like that same feeling that goes back to the beginning of our interview of who are you to think you belong here? Uh-huh. And so by embracing her and pulling her into to that moment was really my inner child reaching out to embrace me. Oh, yeah, yeah. To say, it's okay. And this woman radiated. She had this beautiful energy that she, she didn't see yet in herself. Does that make sense? Oh, sure. So as the, as the evening continued, you know, um, that is my one takeaway, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. From that whole experience was there, is, there are no gurus. There are role models who are shining examples of how we want to be in the world. And, and Louise is a perfect example of that because what you see in the media is who Louise is. Mm-hmm. She is warm, approachable, real, loving. She is the epitome of a woman who has found her truth and, and shines her light and She's a wonderful role model, Shan. I, yeah. I can see why you look up to her. Yeah. That, was, that was an awakening moment for me. I think, I think it was also a healing moment for me that, um, that Marie, too, will find her place. Right. She has that spark in her. I, I have no doubt she will, she will own it, you know, because it was a big what. step for her to break through. Well, and I, I'll bet you anything that there will be a day that you hear from her. I, I just have the sense that you will hear from her again. Oh, it was uh, it was beautiful. I would love to, and I wish we had grabbed each other's cards. There were so many people from all over, but I do know the uh, actual area she's from. Right. And the beautiful part is she may reach out to me, but I would love to reach out to her because it was such a healing moment for me. So mm. she was as important to my day as she may feel that I was to hers. Right, right. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely and, does. Absolutely does. Yeah, and, and the rest of the evening was perfect. And it was just another time of me breaking through my fears. And, and there was many layers of fears for that trip. I'm not a big city person. I don't like public transportation because I have no sense of direction, and I was so afraid I would get off the train or the wrong place. So it was a bunch of fears. And then Universe stepped in, and it was Donna, who you know, Shan, who mm-hmm. said, you mean New York? Linda, don't you remember that's where I live? Just stay with me and I'll drive you in. And I'm like, okay, God, I guess you're saying I'm supposed to go. Right, right. That's when we step out of our own way mm. and try to step through the fear of amazing doors open that you didn't even know were there. No but you have to it. take the first step. Right, right. Oh, thank you for sharing that story. What a, what a beautiful, beautiful circular story. Just 
the, the your own healing, your sharing, uh, opening this woman's eyes to uh, to understand to her that, own beauty. Yeah, to her own beauty, and and to be able to uh, give her something. I, I bet you she'll remember that day just as much as you do for the rest of her life. Well, I hope so. It was mm. a, it was an important one for me. So we're coming up on uh, thirty minutes already, and I like to try and keep our interviews around the 30-minute mark. So what I'd like to do is have you tell us about your mission to inspire 100,000 women around the world and how our listeners can connect with you and claim a copy of the new issue of Aspire. I would love to. Well, really, the mission to inspire 100,000 women just comes from my heart. Aspire is still free after seven years. That's I feel is my gift to the world of bringing the wisdom of amazing visionaries and movers and shakers to women to inspire them on their journey. So basically it means um, that they get a free subscription to Aspire, um, no purchase necessary. They just go to subscribe to aspire.com. And the beautiful part is there's so many other conscious business owners who believe in the same paradigm that I do, and they've all stepped forward to offer over 60 downloadable gifts to every subscriber of Aspire. And I would love if they come over today to claim their free issue because my gorgeous cover model happens to be Shan. <laughs> and your interview is powerful. It's amazing. And um, now you can put on your resume, cover girl. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you <laughs> what. I'm still pinching myself for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Well, I'll tell you, it's on this. Actually, it was amazing that everything lined up that for us to get you on the cover because what you're doing in the world is so beautiful and empowering. You've been empowering my life and supporting me for over three years since we first met. And your work is transformational, and you've been a major part of my healing. So to be able to bring you in front of my audience in that way with the interview, with the and highlight the work you're doing in the world, I feel like I'm doing my audience the favor. I am introducing them to powerful healing concepts that have have transformed my life. So thank you, Shan, for um, being part of Aspire's mission to inspire. Oh, you're most welcome. You're most welcome. And we'll make sure that we have all of the information available for anyone who pops by the blog or if you're listening uh, on iTunes. It's subscribe to aspire.com. Linda, thank you so much for making time today and sharing some of your story with us. Um, you are such an inspiration to me, such a good friend, and it's an honor to, to share a little glimpse of, of your world with Transformation Goddess. And I just know that our listeners are going to enjoy your story and want to learn even more about you and what you're up to. Well, thank you, Shannon. It was a blessing to be here. So thank you again for the work you are doing. Mm, you're welcome. And we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to this month's Divine Feminine Spotlight with Linda Joy. Join us on Tuesday, February 26th for the Sacred Heart Teachings free telecall. Register at sacredheartteachings.com and claim Body Scan, a free guided relaxation from my Transition to Calm album. Register at sacredheartteachings.com.